is about to rock. Lance Stevenson. <laughs> Lance dance. Have another drink. You guys ready? <laughs> Lance dance. All right. You know what? I am the editor of this podcast, so I say we're going live right now. Right Lance now. Dance. All right. We're picking we're all of this up. We're picking all of this up. We haven't even hit the theme song yet. We've not hit the theme This song. is the cold open. You are well, correct. welcome back, everybody. This is what happens whenever you're in person. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's play the theme before we, <laughs> we start. This is this, we're going off the rails. Theme song. Yee-haw! Y'all boys, ready for this? Howdy, folks, let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Word to your mother. (laughs) What's going on? It's your boy. It's Chris. And I'm with the usual gang here, in person, live in studio, microphones in hand. We have the owner of the Mix Administration, Tim Raider. Hey, how's everybody doing out there? 34 days to football. Oh my God, make you nut. I'll make you nut. Boom. Uh, I'll get into all this. And we have Aaron Hunt, of course, defending champion. Uh, Russ Cook, hello, how are you? Hey, I'm good. You know, it's the usual people, Chris, but it's an unusual place, and I've got something really nice in my rear view. Oh, yeah, what's that? Oh, it's just a little something I like to call the nut. I can't see it. It's behind me. It's just one backhand away, Tim. Nope, just just smack it. Right now. Just whack it. It looks glorious. I know. As you could probably tell from listening to this podcast, we might sound a little different this week. And that's because we are live in the flesh with podcast microphones I purchased two hours ago that I'm going to take back tomorrow. Best Buy, don't come after me. <laughs> they won't. There's just nah, a different. Nah. There's a different energy. Podcasting. 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 Podcasting in person. How are you guys doing? I missed your faces. Yeah, I can high five you. Reach over. Boom. Yeah, high fives going around. Oh, wow. Boom. We Absolutely. should do this more often. Tim and I have great high fives. Great dap ups. Great teams. It's awesome. Damn straight. Absolutely. You guys have great teams. Yeah, we do. It's coming from a third party over here. All right. Well, we're in person. That being that, uh, God. And the worst part about being in person now is even when I do mess up, I can usually just not look at the Zoom screen and just continue on with my business. Now you guys are just yeah, right here being like, laugh. looking at me like, oh, you stupid. First we're podcatty and now we're on to the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> Freaking idiot. All right. We do have a good show for you guys. We're going to switch things up a little bit. We're going to talk about training camp, one of the most wonderful times of the year. It gives us all blue balls for the season. We're going to talk about that. Then we have a trade ring that I know we are all. Looking forward to getting into. And then we have the first ever This League mailbag. We have a mailbag segment. We got some questions to circulate going from, I see puppies mentioned in here. I see kickers. I see dark horses. I see all that kind of stuff that we're going to dive into. It's going to be a blast. So um, I guess before we even get into all of that, we had the Hall of Fame game yesterday. Football is back. Woo! The crowd goes nuts. Aaron, did you watch the Hall of Fame game? Sure didn't. <laughs> I did hear, however, about Josh Jacobs playing into the second series. Yeah, how tragic Twitter is that? Twitter was exploding about that. How tragic is that? It's wild. Hey, Tim, did you watch? 
I think I caught the end of the third and most of the fourth quarter. I mean, those players are electric out <laughs> Absolute monsters. They're all going to make the team. But was it good just to see the pads on? Just see players Yeah, out helmets, there. the speed. People hitting each other. Everything. You know? Yeah, I mean, football's back, like you said. Dudes grabbing ass on the sidelines. So close. My favorite one, you know? Some of my favorites. Um, honestly, how do you how are you guys taking that Josh Jacobs news? Like, I think it's we can be considered overreacting on Twitter just because it's our first taste of football this year. But people are genuinely concerned that he was playing into the second drive. Josh Jacobs is owned by Stretch, right? So should Stretch be worried? You think? I don't think so. I think it's an overreaction, big time. You got a new coaching staff. He's been injured the past couple years. They probably just want to help him out with his durability and make sure he's good. Yeah, I think it's all That's what they want you to think. Put all the pressure on Josh Jacobs, right? They didn't pick up his fifth-year option, so he is a free agent after this year. So they're saying, you know what? I mean, preseason, regular season, you know, we're going to ride you. You got to you got to show out otherwise you know, you're gone on to the next one. I was going to try to do it, but I can't. Zamir White looked really good. Um I'm just saying he looked like the obvious number 2 behind Josh Jacobs. Um he was balling. I sent you guys that one snap of him just getting smoked by a safety. But yeah, listen, right into him. you know, it's probably a starter. He's not going all out. You know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, so I'm glad you guys tuned into this episode because that's all we're doing. We're just going to go snap by snap of the Hall of Fame game because I know you guys all care about how oh, Jared yeah. Stidham played. Break down the film. No, I'm kidding. Film junkie. Think about how long we've talked about this one game between the Raiders and the Jaguars. Football is coming. Three-hour episodes are coming because we can talk about football forever. Yeah, we got to hit our Kyler in, Murray hours coming. contract. You know, <laughs> got to make sure we hit it all in one podcast, just talking all the film. Did you guess. guys see that stat about Kyler Murray, by the way? The Call of Duty I saw, release? I saw one where they got so in-depth, they went into like the double XP weekends. And they took like – they extrapolated all of the double XP weekends the past two years and put that to the same week that Kyler Murray played. He had like a lower completion percentage, lower yardage, like during double XP weekends for Call of Duty. Isn't he younger than us? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Probably. He's like, what, 24, 25? Crazy. Something like that. How old is Kyler Murray? <laughs> Sorry, four. Kyler Murray's 24 post. years old. 24. Oh, you didn't hear it, but Siri was there. Thank you, Siri. Thank but yeah, you. the stat was like, he averages 22 points a game before the Call of Duty release, and then after the Call of Duty release, he averages 17 points a game. It's tragic. <laughs> That's tragic. We love you, Kyler. Well, not really. Stretch is obsessed with you, but that's besides the point. We have a website. Um, I know we're kind of going off the rails. We have a website, www.thisleaguepod.com. That's where you can go. See what us good-looking people look like. You can see up to the second transactions, trades, player profiles, what the teams look like, all of that good stuff. It's a good spot for you to go and pick a favorite team if you don't have one yet. I prefer, you know, Team Fair Life's a good dude. Um, I heard the guy who owns that's a good guy. Um, but you can go there, check all of that out. And before we get into our favorite training camp headlines so far, drinks of the week. I can actually see them, um, but I'm going to let you guys introduce them. Aaron, what are, we, what are we drinking, man? We're on some Crown Royal and Sprite tonight. Crown Royal Ooh. Apple, specifically. Fancy. Yep. Shout out Clayton. Introduce me to that drink. There you go. And Tim. We rocking with the Field Brewery. Shout out Westfield Field Brewery, Home Field Rye IPA. Beer season, summer's almost over. It is. Gotta get over. all the beers in. Stout time. 
Time for the stout oh, yeah. supporters. Okay, I'm excited. Bring on fall. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Get go. them dark beers out. Let's go. And I am drinking by, not a sponsor, but which was a sponsor, High Noon Sunsets. Sun, sunsets? Sun Sips. Kiwi flavor. Very delicious. Very underrated. I would definitely put this probably in the top three flavors of High Noons. It's right up there with lime. Lemon is also very, very good. Lemon is very refreshing. Not a ton of flavor, but that kind of makes it good. Um, you can really down those. So, Kiwi High Noon is on deck. Anything else before we hop into training camp headlines and our brand new drop? I'm excited. Play it. Play it. You can just say, you guys ready to get in training camp? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's ride. I lied. Now let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. This Mm. league podcast. Let's ride. Let's ride. Everybody. Let's ride. I was doing like, should I do the should I do the one where he's just like repeating, let's ride, let's ride, and he like cuts let's off ride. the girl. <laughs> you guys <laughs> notice that in that video? She's like, Broncos, let's ride. Oh, like, okay, okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> all right. So before we get into all the good stuff, quick little question: favorite training camp headline thus far? Aaron, I'm looking at you to kick it off. It can be funny. It can be serious. What has caught your eye thus far? I mean, Aaron Rodgers showing up to camp looking like Nicolas Cage. That was pretty funny. Uncanny. Uh, it was good. I just like it fits the vibe of what he's been the past few years and just playing on the persona of I don't give a shit really what's going on. <laughs> I'm here to make my 50 mil. I'm going to be a top five QB in the league. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. It was Doing all good. the drugs, all the psychedelics. That's and right. I don't think that's talked about enough. No, but it's not. But he is very much into yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, what, you do you, boo. I mean, talk about a drug test. NFL should be going crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's get this guy in a – let's get this guy's piss or something. All right. Tim, what about you? Oh, I can give you two. I think I can do a, a favorite and then maybe one that's a not favorite or that needs to be brought up. So, I think my favorite – Kind of headline and then just camp to watch this year, this offseason, has been the 49ers. You know, they still hold on to Jimmy G. That's a piece that who knows if they're going to get anything for him at this point. They might just have to cut him. Seahawks could use him real bad. Sling the ball to DK Metcalf over there. But, uh, you know, you're hearing positive things. Debo got paid. George Kittle's still there. Brandon Ayuk. I don't know if you guys have seen any of it, but, like, there have been some fire pieces. That it's videos. He's turned it around. I mean, he finishes wide receiver 35 and 35 in his first two years. So, he's got consistency. If he can step into the wide receiver two <laughs> round, I'd be very happy. He's like a Robert Woods double light. Oh, man. I, I've i drafted Robert Woods in so many of my underdog best ball drafts. It have makes me you? Sad. How could he's, you? He's there and like, he's there so late, and I think that – Wide receiver one on the Titans is a possibility for Bobby Woods. He was the wide receiver 12, you know, just yeah. to, to to the label before he went down last year. Wide receiver 12. Like, people, people yeah. were sleeping. Kind of sickens me, but yeah. I have been picking up a lot of Bobby Woods. He's certainly value. And Trey Lance is really interesting there because nobody freaking knows what's going to happen. Yeah, right. He could. I mean, he's <laughs> played in, like, what, 30 snaps or something like yeah. that. I mean, he's still got a lot to show. And I'm sure Steven's excited about the possibility of having him or a high – Trade value pick. Um, but, you know, we, we just got to see it on the field first. I know. What was your second one? Did you have, is that your second one? I'll let you go. Give, give me one first and then come back. All right. So, my favorite one, I, I've talked about this before, but I don't think we've ever truly explored the extent of hype pieces for this man. Are you guys ready? 
I think I've counted like five or six. Uh-oh. Here we go. <clears throat> First one. Ezekiel Elliott to be the focus of the run game. Ezekiel Elliott still the focal point of the backfield. Ezekiel Elliott admits 2021 knee injury, limited burst, fully healthy again. Ezekiel Elliott not worried about the contract or the future. Ezekiel Elliott in the best shape since his rookie year. <laughs> like, he's had so many hype pieces that aren't getting me hype at all. But Ezekiel Elliott still on the trade block. Still on the trade block. That he is. 2021 first, or 2021, excuse me, 2023 first. And he is yours. Um, that's one of my favorite ones. But also, I'll, I'll, I'll do the homer pick. Um, I'm ready to be hurt again as a Colts fan. And I'm sure Zach would love to hear this. Paris Campbell's looking so good, dude. He he's looking like to be the entrenched wide receiver two in that in that uh, in that room. I had to drop him. He look, he looks so Here's good. It happens every year. This year. He looks so good. He's been hurt all the time. That's why there, baby. That was my little that was my little homer one. Yeah. What was your last one? Well, I think I don't think it would be training camp headlines if you didn't uh, hit us with the taps over there. If you got that, drop on standby. I don't think I do. I don't think I brought that one. Well, you had it before. What about this but one? Some sad music. Pour one out. I know we've got Tim Patrick down and out for the season. Aww. It's it's injury season, right? That's what I mean. Training camp. It's with all the excitement and all the hit pieces and. Oh man, football's back. I am nervous. It's, <laughs> I am nervous every day. Checking Twitter, being like, "All right, are my guys safe? Everybody making through practice okay? All right, live to see another day." You know what's really bad is every single time I see that, even if it's like not one of my players, I immediately think, "What does this mean for Team Fairlife?" <laughs> like whenever ramifications. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, who was it? Oh, it was whenever um, um, there was a wide receiver for the Cowboys that went down. Uh, yep, there sure was. Michael Gallup's already down. There was somebody else, or like. Somebody on a pass catcher on the Dallas that's like hurt or something like that. Yep. But I was just like, it means more catches for Zeke. Like, I have no remorse for these guys. I'm just like, okay, but how is this benefit for my team? <laughs> Makes sense for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. So uh, let us know your favorite training camp headline. Um, obviously, kind of what Tim said, we are all praying to sweet baby Jesus that we don't see one of our players on the injury list pop up. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a trade ring to go into that we are all very excited about. And I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm just ready for it. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this league. Trade ring. The This League Trade Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the This League Trade Ring. If you are not familiar, here's how it goes down. Two teams enter into the ring, and you have your three judges here, myself, Tim, and Aaron. We discuss the trade, and we figure out, on the count of three, who won the trade. Today, the two contestants are Zach and Team Cooking Up More. Had a trade with Hayden and Country Roads Take Mahomes. Happened about a month ago. Zach in the trade received wide receiver from the Denver Broncos, Cortland Sutton, while Hayden received running back Cam Akers from the Los Angeles Rams and running back Travis Etienne from the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is all. (laughs) So uh, I can see the reactions. I feel like the entire league, maybe outside of Zach, shared these reactions. 
But for the sake of the trade league, I'm going to count us down from three, and we're going to say who won this trade. Are you ready, gentlemen? Let's do it. Three, two, one. Hayden by a mile. Yikes. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what we call a TKO knockout for Hayden comes out on top of this trade. Aaron, you had the laugh before we even got in here. I feel like you're just waiting. Zach, your mortal enemy. (laughs) Tell him why he lost this trade. Okay. Zach. (laughs) Okay. Great friend of mine. Always enjoy hanging out with you, man. Always love chatting it up, talking football, fantasy football, all that stuff. I'm completely confused by this move, my man. And the fact that I heard that you went to Hayden <laughs> for this move and you offered this up, I just it's scra- I'm scratching my head, man, because you were in a great spot. You had six quality running backs that you could play at any given time. And we've got training camp still going. So what happens if one of your running backs does unfortunately get hurt? You're now your depth gone. You put two running backs off of the board of, you know, on your team anyway. And in exchange for a guy that, yeah, could pay off, but I'd want a rather sure thing if I'm gonna give two starting running backs to the competition. You also made Hayden a lot better. Yeah. Um, I think that also has to be taken into consideration. You made Hayden from a fringe playoff team, possibly just on the outside looking in, to he probably will make the playoffs now. So that's kind of how I see it. Tim, does this make Zach significantly worse or Hayden significantly better more so, would you say? Oh, between the two, I'd probably say Hayden significantly better. So I'll say I understand where Zach was coming from in the fact that like his wide receiver room is just weak. I'll say it. like Keenan Allen's good, but I think he's, you know, he's 31 this year. Um, Traylon Burks, rookie extraordinaire-ish. Wide maybe. receiver too. Yeah, for the Titans. Sammy Watkins, Jamison Crowder, Michael Gallup, Paris Campbell, Rondell Moore, David Bell. Do any of those names strike fear into your heart? They don't, but Keenan Allen. Yeah, like <laughs> Keenan Allen, like he'll probably even, be, he'll be a wide receiver one, two low, range. Low one. Yeah. yeah. But so, like, I understand where he's coming from. You know, you're shooting big. You know, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. Let's ride. Um, Let's ride. High-ish upside. Cortland Sutton's highest finish was wide receiver 19 uh, before, obviously, lesser quarterbacks. But I don't know. It's he's. I don't see a scenario where Sutton's a top five wide receiver. And to give up two young running backs in a dynasty league, that, yeah, had injury concerns, but are also positioned to be the bell cow for their team. Right. I mean, that's, that's why you know, I'll say Hayden got significantly better more so than Zach got worse because he still does have, like, you know, I think he's still got Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, a few guys that are going to slot into that lineup, no doubt. But it takes away that depth for the injuries and everything else. But, yeah, I think Hayden, Hayden uh, wins this trade handedly. Yeah, I mean, like, what do we always say, right? Running back depth is dumb till it's, it's not, right? Like, you had one of the best running back rooms in the league, which is something that will automatically, you know, put you in the, what, what did I say, upper echelon? Or, like, yeah. what, what did I always say back, uh, back then? I, I forget. You always butchered the word. I know, upper echelon, that. upper, upper, I don't know, anyway. Um, having a deep running back class, or having a deep running back uh, 
room always puts you into the upper echelon of the league, in my opinion. I don't care if your wide receivers are, I don't know, say Keenan Allen and Traylon Burks. You're still going to be up there. And I really get, like, Zach, if there's anything I could say, I get where you're coming from, man. Like, you really needed to upgrade on Traylon Burks as your wide receiver, too. But, I mean, if you were to come to me, if you were to give, if you were to propose Cam Akers to Travis Etienne for DJ Moore, like, if I wasn't obsessed with Michael Pittman, for Michael Pittman, I'd consider it. But, like, you get Cortland Sutton, which I get, you know, he's still only 26. He's attached to Russell Wilson, but he hasn't proven anything, right? Like, throughout his entire history, the highest he's ever finished, even in a PPR league, is 19th. Like, that's what you gave two young running backs for. And I get their history injury, and I get all that. But, like, that's a lot to give up, man. I think I think Hayden wins this one pretty easily as well. I got to wonder – you know, this is an open-ended question for Zach. You know, respond at our Twitter, Instagram, call in for next week's mailbag. Um, but does this play a part of your decision-making, right? It's the off-season. We're bored. We want football <laughs> to happen. We, we got to just push things to happen, right? We want trades. We want movement. I don't see the downside to just hanging on to ETN and seeing what he could be. If he comes out and he gets 8, 10 passing targets a game from Trevor Lawrence, as well as 12 to 15 carries, I mean, that's, you know, you're talking. That's RB1. Yeah, Easy. RB1, you're talking a, a couple of, you, you go to Hayden, you could probably get Jalen Waddle. You know, you can get yeah. some better pieces, first round picks. I think it might have just been a little antsy move. You know, it's off season, but right. week two, week three, maybe, I can right. see kind of dealing those, but it's. It's so early. And I, I think we all agree, like, the idea of giving two running backs away, like, it's not atrocious. Right. You could have aimed so much higher than Cortland Sutton. I that was like. the point that I was going to bring up is why didn't you start higher? So, like, with ETN and Akers, offer that for Jalen Waddle, And then maybe you settle for less to get Cortland Sutton. Or if he's in win now, if I'm Hayden, I would consider those two in a first for Cooper Cup. Yeah, 29-year-old Cooper Cup. Absolutely would. You know, if you truly are in win now, like you say you are, you, if you do this trade, if you add a first and you get Cooper Cup, I'm like, shit, hate, like, uh, Zach is here. Going for it, yeah. Zach is here with Cooper Cup, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think if Cortland Sutton finishes as a wide receiver one, the trade will look much better. Sure. It's just, it's not a sure thing that that will happen. And I think that's what he's banking on. I mean, it makes sense, especially with Tim Patrick going down. Right, Cortland yeah. Sutton one, Russell Wilson, part. yeah, you know, all good. Like, what, you're banking a lot on somebody who's finished as high as wide receiver 19. You're just banking a lot on. Not saying it's atrocious, but and Brees Hall starting in his flex now, like he has to pay off. He does. The New York Jets. The New York Jets. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. There is your this league trade ring. Hayden comes out on top, probably as many people expected. We tried to give Zach as much uh, leverage as we can, but at the end of the day, yeah, you could maybe done a little better, shot a little higher. So, um, all right. Anything else to add to that before we go on to the mailbag? I don't have any cool mailbag drops. Do we, should we do like the nice one drop, or should we just do the let's ride let's drop? Let's ride. Again? All mailbag. right. It's a crowd pleaser. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We are the This League Mailbag. Um, listen, I got a high noon. I got two of my best friends here, and I just got some questions, and we're going to talk about fantasy football. So if you're listening – just imagine yourself. We have a fourth chair here that's empty. You're that's just you. right there. Just talking shit. Just running shit. Talking about other uh, other people's fantasy leagues. So, should we get into this, gentlemen? 
Let's go. Let's start with a let's start with like a overall a pretty broad one. This question comes in from Stretch. He's an all right guy, I guess. Stretch is an all right dude. His question is, who is the dark horse favorite to win it all this year? Slightly confusing question by saying dark horse favorite. Is that like a race thing or no, like a oh. dark horse usually comes out of nowhere. You wouldn't associate the word favorite with that. Me or Don, for sure. <laughs> of course, Chris is like, is that a race joke? Is that a racial joke? <laughs> Me or Don, for sure. Huh. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Any of you want to go first? I could go. Who you got? Hayden? Okay. I mean, seriously, this Explain move, yourself. This move. This fit everywhere. <laughs> and I, I said it even last year. Hayden's running back room, completely horrible. Right, yep. he had nobody that you could put out there that you could confidently say week after week, yeah, you know, RB one all day long. If ETN comes out and is even better than we think he's going to be, and gets all of the PPR volume out of the backfield, from which Trevor is totally Lawrence, totally possible, by the way. And James yeah. Robinson, like, how, wouldn't he tear his Achilles like last week, and he's coming trying to come back by week one? Yeah, they're yeah. saying that he's going to be ready, but I mean, that'll be a. Yeah, I'll believe and what Cam I Akers, if he comes back fully healthy from, I know it's an Achilles, sure, we know the history about that with running backs, but if things fall in the right places and he avoids injury, I mean, look at the rest of his wa- uh, roster: Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, is there really like in his starting lineup at least like a true weakness i mean maybe tight end yeah i mean friar Friarmouth, i guess but, but even Friarmouth is like yeah, outside the top could. three guys it's like nah it's kind of <laughs> yeah. a dart throw anyway yeah so i really like his team and i think this trade puts him in the dark horse category i good sorry uh, i was gonna say i'll tell you who I'll, I'll pick here i think i know who yours is you want to say it on three because we're not over zoom so we can do this okay let's say it on three sure yours. ready one two three chris Don. Oh, okay. All right, everybody. Okay. Hear me everybody, out. everybody hear me shut out. up. All Tim right. has something to All say. Right. Let's, let's Chris been trading away. Tim has something to say. <laughs> He's in love with that 2023 draft class that as of right now, they're all still in college and they got to play another year of college football. Don't understand the fascination, but, you know, we'll see. That being said, top potential finishes. Josh Allen, QB1. Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, both RB1s. Top 10 RBs. James Cook, who knows? He's a wild card in himself, but there's potential for him to take over by the end of the year there. DJ Moore with Baker Mayfield, uh, potentially wide receiver one. Might he take that leap, you know, finishing at 16, 23, 18? I could see it. Michael Pittman. Pittman. Pitt City. I love him so much. Finishes 17 last year with I Carson lo- I Wentz. love him so much. Add Matt Ryan and four more touchdowns, top 10 wide receiver. That's two potential top 10, 12 wide receiver. Hype beast himself, Gabe Davis. If he's anything like everyone's expecting him to be, you got a wide receiver two. Bobby Woods. You know, he's going to do what Bobby Woods does. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You don't know. Who knows what the Chiefs room is going to look like. Hunter Renfro. I know that the targets are going to drop off, but he's going to be a playable piece in the slot. He's the break the glass guy. When did he get on your team? The Zach trade where he gave me like four firsts and Tyler Lockett and Hunter oh, Renfro. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. And then, you know, you've got a, a couple of, you know, young receivers, George Pickens and Jameson Williams, who, if you don't get anything out of them this year, those guys ahead, like I've already mentioned. You just skipping over Kadarius Tony like that? 
Yeah, because Wondell Robinson's better. Tony's a dog. <laughs> He's, He's a dog. Let me trash. finish complimenting you. Sorry, Dang. sorry, sorry. As a right, human being, right. first and foremost. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> okay, and then, of course, tight end, TJ Hawkinson. You know, Tight end's a total crapshoot. I feel like he's, like, the best of the rest. Yeah, and he's still young. <laughs> and Goff, Goff and him have another year. So, like, there's still high potential there. And then, you know, defense is what it is. So, obviously, you didn't hear me talk about a lot of depth there. But when I was going through those pieces, you're hearing RB1s, wide receiver ones, the quarterback one, top five tight end. Like, knock on wood for yourself. Health aside, like – I'll give you the dark horse potential to win it all. All right. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I won't go and talk about my own team for 30 minutes because Lord knows I can. But, uh, nah, I appreciate that. Um, Mine was also going to be Hayden, so I won't add on to a lot of what you said. I just figured with that trade, and this kind of goes into maybe our next mailbag question that I'll put out there. But um, I think starting lineup, you could argue top five in the kind of what he was going like ETN and acres. If they both hit the way they're supposed to, you know, easy potential top 12 guys. Cooper cup is the one Jalen Waddle didn't mess around last year. And you got James Conner as well. So starting lineup there, he has zero depth though, no depth. So that's kind of my dark horse. And I guess this will kind of ease into our next question. This one comes from Zach. His question is what team is the most vulnerable to injury? derailing their season a la Tim and Anthony last year. And I'll just continue my point and let you guys think about this. It's Hayden. It's Hayden for me. Not only because he has no depth, but you look at the Travis Etienne, the Cam Akers. They are both coming off of really significant injuries, Cam Akers specifically with the Achilles. And then you also have James Conner who, yeah, he was mainly healthy last year, but we know all of his health issues even dating back to his time in Pittsburgh. It's hard for him to play all 17 games. So whenever you take those into account with the lack of depth, I mean, if you lose a running back, his next best up is Ronald Jones, Kenneth Gainwell. I don't know. And then, you know, God forbid something happens to a Jalen Waddle or an Allen Robinson, which Allen Robinson in there is freaking sexy. Yep. I love that. Yep. But God forbid one something happens to one of them, you got – Chase Claypool, who, if you want to take anything from Steelers camp, is top the wide three. receiver three. Top three wide receiver in the NFL, baby. No. Quite himself. Wide receiver three <laughs> in Pittsburgh because George Pickens has been crushing souls in training camp. So, um, yeah, I definitely think Hayden is the most vulnerable to injury, absolutely potentially putting him back to where he was last year. Good good points, uh, but you're wrong. Okay. Uh, you, special shout-out to your team like I was just running through it earlier. At least no you doubt. said good try. I appreciate it. But – the answer, in my mind, is Zach. Zachary. I think, I think he went fishing for an answer that he already knew. If Dalvin Cook goes down, he's got Madison to back him up, but fine. Keenan Allen goes down, then you're staring at Paris Campbell or Michael Gallup having to step up as wide receiver two. Oof. Mark Andrews goes down, you lose the top one, top two tight end in the league. I mean, there's not a ton of depth. Matt Stafford has barely been able to throw this training camp with yeah, his, his tennis elbow. We should have we should have talked about that in training. Like, what is that? They're like, he has an abnormal injury that you usually see for pitchers, and we're yeah. managing it, but we don't really know what's going on. Probably a torn UCL. He's probably got uh, Tommy John surgery. Freaking red but... flags everywhere. It's like giving me Andrew and, and Luck he's, vibes. He's going to be 35 this year. He's getting up there. I mean, I think, you know, I'll just – Dalvin Cook or David Montgomery, he loses one of his two running backs. 
it's over. Yeah. Definitely see that. There. I can see that. Aaron, who we got? I think you guys are both wrong. Ooh. Screw you, dude. Spicy. I think, Burn your house down. I think you guys are both wrong. I, I think you both have great points on the, take. On the teams that you, that you chose. But I want you to go take a look at Anthony's bench. Oh, yeah. I want you guys to just take a gander. Anthony. At Anthony's bench right now. Anthony's banner is who needs a bench? <laughs> and I want you to tell me bench, if, if other than Cordero Patterson, there is a single person on his bench that could reliably get over 15 points in a week. Oh, my God. You're right. Um, I think the exercise here is that like depth is important and fantasy football has got a lot of luck in it. But for as bad as Hayden's and Zach's portrays to be, like I don't know how it gets worse than Anthony's. <laughs> I'm I'm literally trying to like look for any bright side, and I'm just like, fifteen points, <laughs> Tyler Boyd, <laughs> maybe right, Tyler Boyd potentially. So I think Anthony is the most vulnerable for sure. I mean, he's got Marlon Mack in his starting lineup right now. Yeah, um, I imagine he's going to switch Cordero Patterson out and some point and put him in but I, don't know. I to him to me like he is as fragile as it gets yeah i guess another Man. fancy way to word this question would be who has the worst depth in the league <laughs> <laughs> so i think anthony is certainly up there so you went with anthony you went with zach zach and i went with hayden okay for injuries could absolutely derail your year let's go on to the next question this one what do you want to do okay this one came in anonymously I don't really know where this question came from, but the question is, um, why does Stretch hate puppies? Um, I, I, Explain I mean, yourself, Stretch. We all know my my relationship with Stretch. Um, I, I did not know this fact, that he hates puppies. <laughs> I can't say I'm surprised. But um, do you guys have anything to add to that? Like, I didn't know. I, like I said, this is an anonymous question. So, you know, I will say, whenever we've been at David's house, David and Zach, mm-hmm. um, he really hasn't interacted with Penny. Does he touch much. Penny? I haven't seen him really pet touch Penny, Penny without consent. And I don't know. You you have a good vantage point when he's came over to your house. Is he because he's tall? Clover and uh, <laughs> Clover and Dublin point. way up there. I mean, does he, he, likes, he play with them. He likes them. He li- maybe he just likes the big dogs. That might be it. Maybe you know puppies and little dogs. Maybe not so much. Maybe it's just big dogs. Mm. Got he that likes- dog in them. Next he's got that dog in him. <laughs> Shout out Zach Wilson. So much dog in him that he just hates puppies. Yeah. You're not a dog alpha. yet. He's too alpha. That's it. Right there. How did this turn into a compliment? No. 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 He is not an alpha. He hates puppies. All right. I mean, I don't know who asked that question. Kind of an alpha move though? Is he a cat person? <laughs> probably. Or he's probably like a he's probably like a snake person. It's one of those dudes that you yeah, walk in. Yeah, he like, likes reptiles. Hey, don't mind that snake on the ground. He's just he's got out of his cage, you know. It's like, what? Yeah, who does that? Yeah, yeah. Stretch totally was that kid who just sat in the dark all day when he was growing up and just had a bearded dragon with a light. (laughs) Playing video games. This is my friend. Playing RuneScape. RuneScape. That's actually accurate. That's probably accurate. All right. Well, thank you for whoever asked that question. Yeah. Sorry, I just burped. We went over that. All right. Let's get into another one. Um, Let's see. All right, this one comes from Anthony. This is a fun one. He asks, each of you name a dynasty owner who you think is the easiest to trade negotiate with 
and who is the hardest to trade negotiate with, and then who is the who is the best negotiator and the worst negotiator. Okay. So I'll start. The hardest person to trade with is Don. I think it's pretty easy. Um, I mean, you you have to like egg him on a little bit. You know, you'll send an sure. offer, be like, "Yeah, let me know what you think." Two days will go by. Hey, man, did you see that? All right, I'll I'll look tonight. <laughs> Two days go by. Hey, man, did you get a chance to to look at that? And he'll just respond, "No." That's <laughs> like, all right. Um, I find Don fairly challenging to negotiate with. I think the best person to negotiate with. Then best to negotiate with, or like easiest to kind of pick on, which which is the route we're going. Uh, I'll I'll go like best most most enjoyable trade experience okay. to like work through a trade with somebody. Uh, I'd say Zach because Zach usually sends books of why he is de- accepting or declining a trade. He will let you know exactly where he is and how he stands on something which is something that's refreshing. Um, I think that kind of is very conducive to getting trades done. So throw it over to one of you guys. Best, worst trade person I'll to trade with. I'll say, in my opinion, the toughest trade negotiations happen for me with you two. And I don't know if it's our podcast relationship or what it is, but like, I don't know that anything's ever gone down with me between the two of you. And I feel like it's just, it's so hard to even approach. We, we've traded before. We've traded. Yeah. 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 But so I'm not, I, I, we've had a couple talks. I feel, yeah, I feel like, and maybe it's that, that the talks just really kind of fizzle out. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, another person I don't think I've ever traded with, but I would say is the most enjoyable is Anthony. Yeah. Anthony's very Anthony and I will just talk trades. We'll go through each other's entire roster and be like, eh, maybe, I know. Like, oh, if you did this and that. <laughs> We've never come to an agreement, yeah. but it's been a pleasant experience. That's funny. You guys just go through each other's lineups. Yeah. Like, what about this guy? I mean, I feel nah. like it's like oh, once guy, a month. Maybe. Hey, maybe once a month or every other month, it's always like, hey, man, like, anything changed? What's going on? How are things doing? Well, that's fun. Dude, those are the best guys, man. Even just like, you know, like I sent a text to you that you never responded to today. But I'll just send oh, a text to yeah. you. I was like, nah, you mind. How are we feeling? Just, you know, what's your, what's your price range? You know, like them, you know. Special, can we get a special shout out, though? Like, I think most fantasy people would agree with this statement. The worst tra- people to trade with are those who go, let me check the trade calculators online. Oh my yeah. God. Like make yeah. your own decisions. We all have our own value systems, who we think's worth what. Dude, those guys. <laughs> yeah. Have some balls, man. We- Hang on, let me go plug in your trade. Well, there's this like, trade calculator, the even it up, you'll just need to give me a first round pick. Yeah. It's like there's 25 trade calculators out there. None of them are going to spit out the same exact data. I get it. You want to feel good about yourself, but looking at you, Hayden, yeah, I'll put you on freaking blast. <laughs> I'll put uh, you on blast. He's not the only one. So, yeah, if it's we just want to transition after you. You just got to I don't know. Probably I, the same I guy think, that hates puppies. I think uh I think trade should come from the heart. I do too. Not from the How trade calculators online, you know. Just right. A little sidebar there. A little shout out to to all the pair. Uh, I agree. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out the, to the pair. Rick Ross, baby. All right, Aaron, your go. All right. So, who are you putting on blast? So currently, we're doing easiest and Both. toughest. toughest yeah. Okay. Uh, easiest, I would agree with you with Anthony. Anthony's um, a good dude. I yeah. also, I think, talk with Anthony at least once every couple months, just oh, checking yeah. in. We always get very close, but we are also very informed. I think I think it's because 
Anthony's in that weird spot where he's kind of win now, but he has such valuable young pieces. He could turn into a well, he could turn th- into a hall. The thing is, we get close, and then he'll just go a little bit over what I'm willing to do. Yeah, and I do the same thing to him. So yeah. just, everybody wants it, to win. Okay, yeah. just throw in a second round pick. It's like no. Yeah, <laughs> but it's enjoyable nonetheless because we both know where we're coming from, right? Um, and we're not trying to, you know, take advantage of each other. The hardest, in my opinion, is stretch. I, for whatever reason, I'll come to him with a trade, and we'll try to go back and forth, but he shuts me down fairly quickly, and I just don't get a ton of traction with it. Um, I think I also remember this could change, but he also is a guy that does use the trade calculator as well. Mm. So whenever you have that at play, I think it makes it difficult. It does. I will say stretch is the guy I've had the fastest trade done with. It was our Lockett Kadarius Tony one. I just randomly texted him and I was like, "Hey, what do you want for Kadarius Tony?" He was like, oh, "I don't know." I was like, "You want Tyler Lockett?" <laughs> like I just wanted him off my roster so bad. It's one of those off-season trades, like I was talking about earlier. Eh, what, what kind of moves can we do? I just want spice Tyler things up a little bit my, off of my roster. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was that. So you said Anthony's easiest stretch stretch is parts. the toughest. Well, there you have it. Um, question putting y'all put good question good question all right and didn't he have two other ones or did we kind of mix oh i'm just mixing them around okay, just throwing them in the basket seeing what i like it's a mail bag out. it's a mail bag baby let's go on to the next question it's bag. from the fan favorite steven hyatt has a question and he sent a little voice memo let's check out what he has to say is who do you think's got the best butt in this league we need to know the answers we need to know who's got the juiciest of them all a little wink there. All right, you heard the man. Juiciest ass in asking the important juiciest ass questions. in the league. I think there is only one answer to this, and I'm going to let you guys go first, and I'm just going to chastise you if you choose the incorrect answer. There's one male in this league that's ass is so voluptuous, it's unbelievable. Say it on three. All right, all right let's say it on three. All right, one, two, three, stretch. stretch. Yeah, Jesus, stretch that ass, man. Whoo! What's your workout routine, and can you show it to my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Not that she needs the help. <laughs> can you show it to my uh, girlfriend? <laughs> a lot of, lot of knee tears, ACLs, wow. MCLs, wow. arthritis. Yeah, I know. Any honorable mentions? Steven. Steven's ass is juicy. I think that's why he asked the question. Yeah, he's got self-confidence. I think he would win. He's, he's fishing for a compliment. Maybe. Maybe. Steven. Zach, he's in the gym. Zach's up there. Zach's got a very grabbable ass. He's got a good ass. That nurse bod. Right. Right. On your feet all day. Amen. Working on them glutes. Working on them glutes. All right, Stretch. Congrats. You got the juiciest ass in this league pod, in case anybody was asking. <laughs> Let's get on to the next question. We got a few more here. Um, let's go back to stretch. Let's go back to stretch. Um, obviously, you guys know what the biggest rivalry is in this league. The two people were finished, uh, finished back to back in the power rankings. He wants to know who finishes higher and why, stretch or your boy Chris. Who finishes higher and why? Obviously, I'm picking myself. I don't have abusers on my team like he does with Alvin Kamara. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Um, it's looking like it might be pushed to next season, but yeah. then again, 
it could very well be a, you know, we're in week 12 and all of a sudden you get a six game handed out or something like that. Um, Josh Jacobs kind of makes me nervous. And then I feel like I would, you know, I would take a Robert Woods or Gabe Davis over Jerry Judy myself, who's currently in his starting lineup. So um, I would honestly take myself, but I'm interested to see what you guys think. Stretch has some interesting depth, I think. You know, right on his bench right now, he's got Rashad Penny, Melvin Gordon, uh, who alone has value. Um, Rashad White, if – what's his face? Uh, Lenny. Bay. Playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny. Yeah, if he can't cut weight or gets hurt during the season, I think yeah, Rashad he, White's – he showed up at, like, what, 260 or something? Big boy. Big boy. Jeez. And also, you know, get – Go on down. Ken Walker, he, he's got some interesting running back depth pieces that all could become very valuable. But I, I, I'm going to give it to Chris as things currently stand. I went down the line on why I thought you were a dark horse uh, championship contender. So I think that right in there in itself is going to answer that question for me. All right, Aaron. Against the grain or clean sweep? Look, look me in the eyes when you say this. I'm against the grain. Screw you, bro. Oh. Stretching, and stretching. I, I'm going to go with stretch. And I think the reason I go with stretch is I think that he has guys that will pop more and have higher ceiling weeks. I could see a Debo Samuel getting a 40. I could see an Alvin Kamara getting over a 30. I just don't know if I see those types of players on your roster. I think you're more steady, besides Josh Allen. Um, the Stallion. The Stallion. I, he, he will always be just insane. But your other positional players, it's just tough for me at times to see them getting to those heights as opposed to guys who have proved it on his team that they can. Um, and then you factor in he's got Amari Cooper – Deshaun Watson, as of now, only six games. So back half of the season could have some really big games there. Jerry Judy, now with the injury to Tim Patrick, what does that mean? Could he pop off some yeah. more? So I think he just has some higher ceiling guys. That makes me feel like if those hit, he's going to finish above you. Not taking away from you because I think you're just very consistent across the board, but it's like, what's your flavor with that? That's fair. That's fair. All right, so two votes for Chris, one stretch for the puppy hater. I'll take that. Anytime I can finish above a puppy hater, I will take that. Um, let's see. What's another one? Zach asked a good question. I think this is a good this is a good discussion to have between us. You know, we've is this your guys' first dynasty league? Yeah. I yes, I'm I'm in another one I think started the same year. Yeah, this is my first Dynasty League as well. Um, I, I've, I feel like I've been – the first two three, two, three years I've been really valuing how to value draft picks. Um, I think I have a pretty good idea now. But Zach asked the question, are draft picks too overvalued in this league right now? I know you mentioned earlier that you gave me a little bit of shit for hogging the 2023 oh, yeah. class. Um, but, you know, I just rely on people that – no, way more than I do that say this 2023 class is going to be banging. So I'll rely on them. But uh, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? You seem to have a pretty strong conviction about it. Yeah, I think if we went back in history and did an audit of all the trades that happened in year one, 
I think that draft picks were placed on a pedestal. Like everyone's like, oh, you know, you're gonna add a third round pick, a second round pick in the rookie draft. Like that's pretty valuable. Whereas in reality, my argument always was like a sec, a third, and maybe even a second round pick. Honestly, shouldn't make my team. I don't know. I'm a I'm a push back a little bit because wasn't it you two that traded away? Like who who'd you trade away for a first round pick? Aaron traded his whole draft for Kyle Pitts. No. Yeah, you yeah. both you both traded for like you gave somebody their handcuffs for first round pick. Oh, picks. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard to Don. Yeah. For a first round pick. You get you did one too. Who Mike was Davis. it? Davis. Mike Davis for a first round pick. And so the Ravens defense. I would say back then <laughs> people looked at draft picks as meh. I'll take Mike Davis I, for I mean, what do you think that turned into? It turned into Najee, Najee Harris. Yeah, like that's nuts. I think those are more circumstantial little, little pick-ons at the time, maybe not as dynasty uh into it. All right, all right. But I think overall that draft picks have been and they're they're kind of coming down in value I think a little bit within this league. But yeah, I I, I still think, you know, yeah, until they prove it on a field Draft picks are draft picks. I mean, a ton of first-rounders this year might not see the field, might be splitting carries. That's what that dynasty is all about, though. You know, you're playing the long game, but I think a little overrated right now. Yeah, and I think we've really been spoiled the past two or three draft classes. I mean, you know, the past two or three, you've had Jamar Chase, who's now a top-five wide receiver, period. Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, you know, uh, Najee Harris, which first-round running backs usually do end up in that top-12 mm-hmm. running back range. But even like the receivers in particular, hell, even Michael Pittman, who we usually went like middle to back half of the second round picks two, three years ago. Yeah. So I think you're right, as in we aren't going to get that lucky every single year. I think these last two or three classes have truly been special. And we'll see about this one coming up. I just know, and I think we can all agree that this last one, the trash. Yeah, this last one was kind of <laughs> meh. You know, the Drake Londons and I mean, Garrett Wilson. Just the way stuff. the draft started with Brees Hall and then Traylon Burks. Are you kidding me? Right, like, right. So maybe this maybe this draft will humble us a little bit um, and make us realize yeah, yeah. that maybe you shouldn't be harnessing your whole future on one draft class. Shout out Zach, but um, yeah, I don't know. What are your What are your thoughts, Aaron? Yeah, my thoughts on it is that I think it depends whether we're in season or out of season. Because if we're in season, I think people are more inclined to trade picks along with pieces to get them over the top. At least that's how I do it. When Chase I, that nut. Right when when I traded for Deontay, like. I gave away a first-round pick and some pieces because I really wanted to win the championship. If it was off-season, I'm honestly not sure if I make that trade because there's still just the allure of, oh, what could that turn into? And there's not as much noise going on, so you're getting your head more about what that draft pick could be. But when you're in season and you have a chance to win $1,000, or in this case this year it's $1,500, and have the trophy and all of the, forgot about that. And all of the bragging rights that go into it, <laughs> I think you start to devalue it a little bit more, and you're like, okay, I'm going for it. Like, this might be a bit of an overpay if it's off season, but I'm going. So, I think it depends. Good points. Good points. All right. All right. We're going to do two more. The first one, and I'm just going to go on my soapbox here. Zach asks, what does Chris have against kickers? Well, Zach, I'm going to let you know. Kickers are the bane of my existence, they require no skill. They are luck, unless you have like a Justin Tucker or something. But we're not talking about tight ends here. We're only two are good. 
I and I probably because I've been burned a lot in the past. But kickers are just the dumbest things in the world. Like I said, it takes no skill. Yeah, you can pick who's playing in a dome, blah, blah, blah. But, like, how pissed are you? You know how many close games we have? And young Hoku is the difference maker? Like, I would throw my head against the wall. Because it's not like you were like, well, young Hoku has a great matchup, blah, blah, blah. It's like you you don't do that crap. And I think people who are skilled at fantasy football should not want kickers in leagues because it takes no skill to use. And you should be relying on your own wit and your own skills in fantasy football and not about kickers. So that was my soapbox. Next Amen. question. Um, and we'll make this we'll, – maybe we'll make this the last one. Anthony, um, he, he d- directly directed this question at us. Um, and it's not on the show docs. This is going to be a blind side for you guys. But he says, for the hosts, what are your biggest regrets you have thus far in Dynasty? It can be trades that did or didn't happen. Pickups or drops, draft selections. Oh, great question. Great what question. is your biggest regret? I've got, I've got two already at the top. Aaron of off the dome. Let's ride. All right, let's ride. The first one goes back to our startup draft. Oh and yeah. I will never, never, ever go look at that. I will never live this down. I'll never look. I will it. never live this down. I draft, and Chris even was sitting next to me and said. What about Justin Jefferson? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and I chose Nikhil Harry. Nikhil <laughs> Harry, dude of the Patriots. Are you serious? Yes, yes, I that le- happened. I yeah, legit have happened. not gone back, and I don't know that I ever. It was will in double-digit rounds. It yeah. might have been the 14th round or something crazy. Yeah, and rookie at the time. It was a versus, rookie at the time, yeah. and I is you know first dynasty <laughs> league. I'm thinking Tom Brady too, was on the Patriots then too. I'm thinking like, too know. much of normal redraft. Yeah, and I chose Nikhil. There's definitely a lot of redraft still. Like if we were to go back and revisit, I'm sure you'd see like, oh, that's a redraft move. That's not a dynasty. Move. We've evolved. Everyone's yeah. evolved. So that's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. The the second one is the um, rookie draft at the Salesforce Tower. Mm-hmm. And I took Trevor Lawrence instead yes. of Javante Williams. Oh yeah, my dog who I traded. And <laughs> my dog. In my eyes, I was like, I want to go for the home run quarterback. You know, top five upside, best quarterback since Andrew Luck. In reality, I should have went with with RB because they're mm-hmm. just so much more valuable. Skill positions. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, you got yours lined up. You know. Aside from my dramatic and just painful exits from the playoffs, and then just not even making it last year, I, I can't Never say that I have the Monday night miracle. Oh my god! I can't the Monday say, night miracle. Can't say I have any regrets about those and the way those turned out. I think those are just poor and unfortunate. Yeah. And Anthony asked the question, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm just going to turn this right on Anthony, yeah, and I'm going to remind people about this at least once a year. Anthony, what's your regret level? On this trade I offered you last offseason. Oh, I remember this. I said, hey, I want C.D. Lamb. I'll give you Jamar Chase and two first-round picks. Oh, oh my goodness. God. And you said, oh, no, I don't even think I want that. Oh. <laughs> oh. So wow. turn that right back on the asker for that regret because I wow. dodged a bull. I'm gonna throw up if oh I if that was accepted. I might have dropped out of the league. Oh, 
man. after the year Jamar Chase had and just oh yeah. Oh man. So whew, dodged a bullet for me. Anthony, regret level. Hundred and ten out of four. God. You said two two of your first. I wonder what that would have turned into. I imagine it'd probably be like twenty two, twenty three, maybe. I think it was twenty two and twenty four. Brings up but, another yeah. one for me with Anthony that I, I think would be appropriate. And then we can get to you. Okay. Let's just go in on Anthony here. Why'd you ask the question, man? <laughs> because he was willing to trade me. I think this might have been the same offseason. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year going into year two. He was willing to give me CeeDee Lamb for David Montgomery straight up. Wow. 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 Dang. Anthony dog. <laughs> that one didn't go through. And I I I asked for a little more. Okay. And then okay. I was greedy. Oof. I was greedy. All right. But I should have done it. All right. Well, my number one is, and I know Aaron has a hard time letting me live this one down. Um, it's the startup draft. Fifth round. It's the fifth round. <laughs> and I'm looking at my landscape. I'm like, you know what? I got Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Saquon, Clyde. Got a good young core that, you know what? I think can compete now, though. And you know what? Uh, there's this running back that just got traded to a room with no running backs. Great offense. You got a good quarterback. Julio in his prime. Calvin Ridley. I'm like, yeah. This guy's got another one or two years in him. He he had a tough run in L.A., and he's just going to pop off again. I'm going to take Todd Gurley <laughs> in the fifth round of the of the startup draft. Oh, man. Who plays three-fourths of a season, and then never plays again. Yeah, he's out of the NFL. Out of the NFL. So that's a big regret of mine. I always go back to that point and be like, wow, I could have had, you know. Anybody. In, literally anybody <laughs> after that. So um, that's a big regret of mine. And then I, would, I don't know if I'd really call this a regret, but I think this has egg on my face from last two years ago when I remember I acquired Cooper Cup from some. I forget who it was in a trade. But then I turned around and gave Hayden Cooper Cup for Kenyon Drake and Devontae Parker. Um, which at the time – It was the, it was the season before coming he blew off his injury. At the time, Kenyon Drake, RB1. Devontae Parker was like solid wide receiver too. But I was like Kenyon Drake, like everybody was on Kenyon Drake. Nobody like, was giving you shit for that He trade. was going in the late first yeah. in like in drafts that year. Remember that? Yeah. So like I don't, I don't know if I really call that a regret, but more so just a – yeah, if I had Cooper Cup on my team right now, that'd be pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I can revisit that trade for you real quick. You attained Cooper Cup in a 2021 third round pick for, for Naeem Hines. For Naeem Hines. That's right. It was the. Man. It was the. I think it was week two, and Naeem Hines had like 23 points and Pump like return, 18 points. Just going hard. Clayton's like, Clayton yeah, did that. I want a piece of that. Year one. Okay, I, I'll say it right now. Go on the social medias. Let us know if you'd like us to like just have too many beers and revisit the rookie draft and maybe year one. Oh god, just that's a, a, what a that's memory a whole lane, show. That'd be a, a memory lane episode. Show. Just like this is year three, so not even like over two years into this thing. And man, we could really give a lot of people a lot of shit. I'm sure of it. Uh, Dude, my yeah. startup draft was. Horrible. Let us know on the socials if you'd like so to hear that. Bad. If you'd like us to just be. <laughs> extremely sad, pissed at ourselves, and you know, so just going bad. in on everybody. Cause... That's actually a great idea. We just get hammered and yeah. we just go down memory lane, dude. Six round pick, D 
DJ Shark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I have not gone back to look because I'm Stunt. sure I would be pissed. Shout out to when I drafted Josh Kelly, but the wrong Josh Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that. It's the only memory I have. I'm like, no, I don't want to revisit anything else. Oh, my gosh. That was the same draft where I took Michael Pittman in, like, the seventh round, and that pick after was T.Y. by Clayton. Yeah. It's like, oof. Yep. All right, let's let's save it. I think think that's an episode. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. All right. Uh, Anything else to add to the mailbag? Any personal questions you guys want to ask? Steven asked a couple more questions, just real quick, like the – Question about his, like, who has the potential to, like, dip? You know, we talk about people that are, have potential to break out and be a dark horse, but, like, who might just really take a negative nosedive? All right, who you got? <sighs> I mean, I will, I, will, I will walk out this door. No, no, there's a, okay. there's a world that I'm not as good as I think. Top two targets, changing teams. There's a world that I'm not as good as advertised. It exists. It yeah. exists. It exists. I think you have the depth to, like, you won't miss the playoffs. No, right? I think but. I make the playoffs, but I, I lost a lot of firepower with the two changes with Tyreek and Devontae. Eckler has Isaiah Spiller now, which there's been a lot of talk in camp that they're going to – Hot name. Yeah, wind him back some. Najee, we'll see what he does with his new offense. And Deontay with Trubisky, I, yeah, I don't know. And Russell Wilson, I mean, we think he'll be good. But there's a world where I'm, I may I may take a dip. That's actually a good take. I, w- I wouldn't have thought of you, but, like, that's actually a good take. Like, maybe from going to the – I mean, you were pretty much the number one team for over half the year last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, with those hits – and, I mean, maybe besides Russell Wilson, like, nobody really – got significantly better on your team. Neutral that, or that potentially worse situation. Like, just because I know my own team, I can use an example, but, like, I think Michael Pittman got significantly better going into this year than last year. I think DJ Moore got significantly better going into this year than last year. Yours is, like, Russell Wilson. Other than that, it's, like, everybody kind of got worse. So, again, it's not like you're going to miss the playoffs or anything, but I, that's, that, that's, a, that's a good response. Decent take. Decent take. If I'm going to mix that up a little bit. And I'll, I'll phrase this more as a challenge. Don. Donathan. You made a ton of moves. You've got good depth. You got some high-end pieces. You got some pieces that maybe not so high-end. But I think overall, playoff contender. I can't recall exactly where you finished in the power rankings off the top of my head. But I think most people look at your team and say, okay, there's a playoff contender. Tons of wide receiver depth. But I think Don's still got to put it together as a dynasty manager. Mm-hmm. Got to take advantage of the matchups. Got to play the right people. Got to set those lineups. Uh, <laughs> set the freaking He's got to do it, you know. Put in the time. Put in the effort. I think you're up there. I think you can play for the nut. But I think, you know, if we're talking potential for a slip back, you know, there's always just the human element to the game. So I'll, I'll put that challenge out there. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I really like Aaron's answer. I genuinely don't have an answer. I think those were maybe the two. I could honestly argue me <laughs> um, having a slip. Um, I think I got lucky last year with my defense a lot of the time. Uh, I think I won't be as comfortable in the playoffs as I will. I think I'll certainly still be challenging, but I can see me maybe having a dip. One random question. I was looking through Steven's lineup. Just a random off-the-dome observation. 
What do you guys think about Michael Thomas? He hasn't played football in like two years. He's been looking okay in camp. But like before he went out, he was like that dude. He was that guy. Yeah. What do you guys think of him? Just random thought. He hasn't been good since Drew Brees was in the league. He hasn't played. He wanted the year he was hurt and he was just meh. So I, if I'm Steven, you're hopeful, I think is the word I would use to describe that situation. But I would not be banking on him being an every week player. Yeah. I think he's a borderline flex play that more often than not, you're probably not going to be able to play him. Right. I can feel that. Maybe he, he hopes he can probably slot in that Rashad Bateman role. Right. Which, I mean, he could be good. See, I just he's just one of those guys that's like one of my favorite Twitter accounts is football players you forgot about. And it's just like random ass dudes that they just mentioned. And Michael Thomas is one of them. I was like, oh, to kind of forget about him. I still think it's insane that Steven made the championship last year without his number one overall pick. He's had that for two years. Yeah. He did make the championship last year by less than 0.5 points. Sure did. I may add. And that could have uh, been you. Wow. Salt I mean, you would you, you would have whooped me even harder than you whooped Steven <laughs> if I would have played my freaking I, I was pretty much set up to win unless Tim made the playoffs because when Tim had a run, <laughs> had he yeah. made oh, the playoffs, yeah. he would have yeah. given me a my, run my for my points, money. My points scored would have beaten everyone any week of the playoffs except for in the championship against you. Yeah. But any other week, I would have beaten everybody else who made the playoffs. Aaron stepped up when it mattered, baby. All right, well, that was your first This League mailbag. Great job. Yeah. Good mix of Good. fun and serious and all that kind of fun nice stuff. segment. I'm just glad we got to the bottom that Stretch hates puppies. Yep. So we, we explored nice that. Nice donk though. Nice as ass. ass and I'm good, but I'm going to finish a book. So stretch, stretch was the main focus of this one. All right, let's wrap this thing up. What do you say? Let's just do the new drop again. Yeah, like, you guys want to ride? For the people. We're riding. Broncos country. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you know I got to remind your sweet ass. Follow us, Instagram, Twitter, this league underscore pod. Interact with us. Send us funny tweets and stuff. We'll interact. All the guys' personal Twitters will interact with you. It will be great. Go on. Do that. We have some great content for, coming for you guys. Um, and as always, if you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, it literally takes like three clicks to just, you know, hit the five stars, share us with a friend. Nice little review. Comment about how great this audio sounds this week because we're live. Can't wait to listen. Right. Who's hosting week one this year? Last mailbag question. Just hang on. Broncos country. Let's ride. That's a question to the league. Back in the mailbag. <laughs> Who's hosting week one? I, I'll I'll say I've got plans and the ability to. So, nice. Aaron, you have a really nice couch I'm looking at. Yeah. yeah you we, can we fit could, 10 dudes we, on that we couch. We could easily bring it here. Absolutely. Yeah. We got plans. We got a mission. Yeah. We'll get it happen. Somebody have a red week zone one. on the big TV, Colts game on the other TV. Yep. Who cares about the Bengals or the Steelers? Screw them. Right. Sure. All right, let's wrap this show up. Broncos country. Let's run. Okay, let's run. I'll All never right. get tired of that drop. And as always, just aggressively stomp on the like button. Just, just ride on that like button.
Ooh, that's hot. Just, yeah, just Let's really ride. hop on and just hang on Let's for ride. the ride on the like button. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. A nice, smooth, quick. Let's go. 95.5. 95.5. WKTG. Yeah. We need Tony Bones Jones back on here, baby. Ooh. Oh, he has the Ooh. radio voice. Where's Anthony at? All right. Uh, okay, I got the social media. I got like, comment. Did I miss anything? Yes, good? Sir. Yep. Great show. Hey, let's do some live stuff more often. Yeah. You, I'm in. You aren't going to have that nice of a microphone, Aaron. Yeah. And you're going to have a better microphone. Let's go. So, yeah. That's right. It won't sound as nice as I do now. You do not. That 99.5 <laughs> voice is not going to sound as good. <sighs> All right. Well, guys, uh, we were singing this earlier. I say we just uh, sign off with this song. If you know this song, you're a real one. Why not by Hillary Duff? You know what? This one's about jam. to this one's about to go on the socials. Great jam, everybody. 34 days till football. We've almost made it. 34 days. 34 Peace. days. A long way, guys. We're here. Woo! Go on, get. I love you guys. Let's ride. All right, this leak pod, let's do this. Why not do a crazy dance? That's right. Let's Why not do a crazy dance? That's right. So why not? Why not? Why not? That's right.